Good morning. We've been dealing with uh, the, the work of the seer, dreams and visions. And the question is this, is this uh, something that we should spend so much time with it? Mainly because uh, uh, that's not needed. You know, uh, people go to church, they don't have to have dreams. But in terms of uh, being in the midst and meeting people, that's one area where there's a lot of things happening. I'm bombarded with uh, visions. This morning I had about eight or nine. Just keep on coming, showing things, showing what to do. And as I begin to look at them, all I hear is that uh, God is just pushing us forward to get going, to get things done, to move forward in faith and believing and not be so uh, battered by circumstances. You know, uh, what do you do? I remember when I got to, uh, I drove from Atlanta to Athens. I mean, you know, $100 in the account. A credit card maxed out on most. And uh, I stopped the car at downtown Athens, walked into uh, uh, admissions building right there on on on, uh, on Atlanta Highway or or uh, <clears throat> not not the main the main drag main street. main street just after the after Lumpkin you keep on walking I stop right there and walk to one of those buildings it says admission and I said I I wonder if I can apply for something I need to do something my family's outside. And an elderly lady was sitting, and she heard. She came to the desk, took the attendant to the back, and that was the last time I saw her. I got two scholarships, two master's degrees, journalism. Well, it really is called an ABJ. It's a three-year program. It's it's close to a master's, whatever that was, ABJ. And then I got also a... uh, Speech communication, math. I wrote a thesis, for goodness sake. I, you know, a 200-page thesis. Went to California and researched the, the militant prophet, was the title of the thesis. Militant prophet. And I researched the, the, the work of uh, Cesar Chavez, how he fasted, how he prayed, and how he moved. So, you know, if you go to the UGA library, you should be able to find it. I should find that thing there. It's there. I have a copy here in the office. Now... What happened there? God just directed me to that place. And I walked in like the Holy Spirit, the hand of God is with me. Is this necessary to understand? Yes. Why? Because the church is trying to hear God. You know, Miriam and Aaron were in a, in a situation because... Uh, God spoke to Miriam and Aaron when they challenged Moses' position as God's sole spokesperson to the people of Israel. <coughs> God says, I speak to Moses face to face. It's really, really mouth to mouth, the little translation. And so, God spoke Numbers 12.6. Take a look. And he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, 
I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. So that settles that God, if there is a prophet among you, meaning someone that is able to open their spirits to the supernatural of God, to the areas in which God speaks a vision or a dream or a trance, the ability to the, the, the discerning of spirits, a word, a word of knowledge, a, a, a discernment of spirit. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for somebody who somehow is not a regular Baptist. I'm looking for somebody who is a, a real Wesleyan Christian. I'm looking for somebody who, 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 who loves to see and to be just like Simeon and Anna in the temple just waiting for the consolation of Israel. Is that bad? Is that bad theology? Oh, if you think it's bad theology, you suck a lemon. You, 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 you need a, a fresh touch of God in your life because you're doubting everything that anybody says. If Rick says, hey, you got to be careful that guy from Athens, you know, he's a little weird. I'm weird all the way. I'm talking about I lost it completely. Why? Because I was sitting here before the Bible study, and God is showing me some visions of what I need to do. And, oh, that was wonderful. Do some more. Okay. So let's take a look. We're looking for the mode of revelation, how God reveals. And so to just sort of organize our heads and not get lost in this, on my right side is the prophet, is a person that God speaks through that person for to the people. That's the prophet. It's called Nabi. On the left is the seer. It divides in two. The Ra, which sees visions, and the gazer, the one that interprets, sees dreams, and he looks at it a lot of times, and God speaks to him. Uh, it's the uh, Chosa, C-H-O-Z-E, apostrophe H. It's a type of person that observes. So the seer is divided in two. That's what God is saying. If there's a prophet among you, I, the Lord, should make myself known to him in a vision. I shall speak to him in a dream. And, that, and that's God Almighty saying. This is the way he communicates so don't, don't come up with a, a criticism here. You see, it, it's interesting. In, in terms of ministering this to Brazilians and to uh, South Americans and to uh, uh, Koreans and to uh, 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 Africans, it's really what they want to hear. But in America, you say something like I'm saying now, uh, this is also questionable theology. Oh, uh, to say, uh, to, to you I say, the reason why you're so intoxicated with nothing is because you deny the word in these areas. I'm saying to you that you are able to hear God by just being open from the inside out. Come on now. Relax a little bit. So, God spoke to Mary and Aaron and, and said, uh, I, shall, I shall make myself known to him. Amen? Now, yesterday I talked about uh, uh, that these visions, the dreams, they come to people 
that are not Christians, that are Gentiles, that are non-believers, have this experience. And I gave you an example in Genesis 20, verses 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Three, Genesis 20, verses 3 all the way. Keep on going. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, you are but a dead man for the woman which you have taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will you slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, She is my sister, and she, even she herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I you not to touch her. Okay. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for you, and you shall live. Okay. So this is an example that yesterday, we're repeating the Bible study from yesterday, and uh, and, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it all the time, continuously, but just this example. Abimelech was a Gentile. He was a Midianite. He was an Aramean. You know, uh, what what are Arameans? Arameans are all the people who live in Syria. Descendants of Aram. And, uh, and so, he saw Sarah passing by. And since he's a king, he can take as many wives as he wants. So he took her. But at night, he had a dream. And God said, don't touch this woman because she is married. And of course, she was married to Abram. And so he got on Abram. Why did you lie to me about your sister, about your wife? And, and that's, that's, the, that's the end of this dream. Amen? So, unbelievers see it. Now, dreams contain symbolism. Give me a definition of symbolism, anybody. What is a, something symbolic? No. Well, I think of Daniel who, who saw the vision of the statue made of different materials, and it's symbolic of nations and, and what God is going exactly, to do Exactly, exactly. So dreams contain symbolism. And so you have to pay attention because when the dream is told you, don't listen to anything negative about the dream first. First you have to check to see if is saying something symbolically. So, uh, that's the way God speaks from Genesis to Revelation, symbolically. He brings situations. For instance, uh, uh, how about Matthew 16, uh, 16 18? It's, it's an interesting verse. And it's Matthew 16, you know where it is. Peter, Peter and John and Jesus there in Caesarea Philippi. Okay. Uh, it says, and I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yeah, you are Peter, and on this rock, what do you mean rock? On this strength, on this power, okay, a rock is unmovable. I will build my church. What is the rock here? Uh, is, is the Jesus, is the the revelation the revelation that Peter had that Jesus is the Christ. 
Yes, the revelation here the is, the, the is the rock. What, read that, Betty. Simon, you are the Christ? Simon Peter answered, verse 16, and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is yes. in heaven. And so, and so the, the rock here is a symbolic of something. Okay? How about uh, Psalm 18, verse 2? Uh, the Lord is my rock and my fortress <clears throat> and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. Okay. And so, and so the Lord is my rock. It's a symbolic. So when you receive or you hear someone that's having dreams, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had, I had a, a weekend in Panama City. And there was about four or five hundred people there, and uh, they were joking with me. Uh, because they all came with dark glasses. I guess the pastor just pulled a prank on me to where I couldn't see their eyes. Okay? And so it was just a little joke, and we had a laugh at it. But then after that joke was over, they took their glasses, dark glasses off. Then I've asked them, how many of you had dreams in your life? That men, 80% lift their hands. So as you, as you rest in God, as you open this door, for God to speak to you. He could bring a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. You could have discernment of spirits, but also you could have a dream. You could have a vision. Okay? Now, Matt, for instance, a young man. He usually, at 12 o'clock, he began to think about a burger. And that's not a vision. That's his, his stomach saying, go to... Go to uh, Huh? Go to McDonald's and get a burger. So that's his stomach talking. His mind is just looking at the burger. But remember that visions, dreams happen when you sleep. And visions happen when you are awake. So that should help you to uh, to begin. So let's go back to Numbers, for instance, you know, man was created on the sixth day, and on the seventh, he rested. You see, uh, numbers, we're going to talk about numbers a little more. Here's, a, here's a 1 Samuel 25, 25. Usually when the dream comes, there's a name that is being brought in. I was, I was walking, and I saw a man, and he said, my name is John. Well, John is a name that means something. You know that song that, uh, that the country singer recorded? My name is Sue. Johnny Cash. Men in Black. My name is Sue. Well, you see, a boy named Sue. It means, what it means is, is that the father of this, of this boy did not think of him much. He wanted a girl, so he named the boy Sue. Well, hang on. Really, really, it says that the father knew he wasn't going to be around for the boy, and he needed the boy to be tough, so he named him Sue 
so he would develop that toughness since he wouldn't be around. That's a story. But I, I like I like to I like to have a conversation with that father to name me name me Sue. You know, and so the name means something. That's what I'm trying to get. First Samuel twenty five twenty five. Let not my Lord, I pray you, regard this man of Belial Belilal, even Nabal, for his name is so is he. Nabal his name is so what? His name is so is he. His name is so is he. So his name is so is he. Stop right there. His name was well. This is this is uh, uh, Abigail talking to David. It means fool. His name means fool. Yeah, dot d o l t. What means dot means fool? Huh? Fool. Yeah. yeah. Airheaded, blockheaded, <laughs> ignoramus, dumbbell. So the names carry weight in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You've got to be very careful when you, 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 uh, you know, I heard yesterday that uh, a man just uh, named his son uh, to uh, uh, a rock star, you know, named his daughter uh, uh, a movie star's name. You, you need to go to the Bible to find a good name that means something. Amen. What, what does your name mean, Taylor? Yes, that's exactly it. Christopher, a follower of Christ. And so a name means something. How about Matthew? It means gift from God. That's right. And how about, uh, how about uh, Raymond, church? Well, you mean Raymond Iglesias? Cause yes. That's, that's, a, that's my Spanish name. Uh, Raymond what? Iglesias. Right? That's yes, Raymond Iglesias. So. Ramon, there you go. Uh, well, I know Raymond means protector. That's right. Yes, how about John? Well, now I'm confused because I thought that John meant gift from God, but apparently Matthew does. Oh, it does? Put that microphone on your mouth. Jehovah you shows favor. You're, you're on national. Okay, good. Say, so say it. Say it one more time. John means Jehovah shows favor. Okay. How about how about uh, how about uh, how about you, Shannon? It means wise river. Wise river. How about Betty? Um, it comes from Elizabeth. It means consecrated to God. Okay. How about how about? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Frankie. Frankie. Okay. So a name means something. So as you begin to hear dreams, you begin to interpret dreams, you begin to understand dreams, there will be a name in your dream that means something very special. Follow that situation. Amen? Also, symbolic directions, like, for instance, up to Jerusalem. Read Luke 10, 15. Luke 10, 15. And you, Capernaum, will not be exalted to heaven, will you? You will be brought down to Hades. In other words, hell is down, heaven is up. That's symbolism. You have to to understand and put that into your mind, because in in, in later times, I'm going to give you dreams. I'm going to actually read to you people's real dreams, okay, that then... That has been uh, 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 recorded, okay? 
And I'd like for you to hear the dream and understand what he's saying. And, and these are real, real dreams. This is God speaking to a person. I mean speaking to a person. And there's many stories, especially on sing, uh, uh, songwriters. Amen? Songwriters had this experience. Amen? Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's take a look. Let's take a look. In Genesis 12.10. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to went Egypt. Went down to Egypt. Okay. So that's very good. So let's take a look at... Uh, 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 creatures in the Bible, because creatures symbolize something, such as Revelation 12, 9. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is so called Satan the is devil interpreted and Satan. As, as, as a dragon and a serpent. Is that right? That's right. How about Revelation 16, 13? And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs yes. come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast <laughs> and out of the mouth of a false prophet. Yes. Now, so, so an unclean spirit is called what? Frogs. Uh-huh. Thank you very much. Frogs. Yeah, frogs. <laughs> and so if in a dream situation you hear the word frogs, it means something. It means something. I've seen situations where a lady collected frogs. All over the house, there's frogs everywhere, pictures of frogs. Then in the back, she's got a cover place loaded with frogs. She's feeding the frogs. Okay. And the family is having horrible disagreement, breaking apart day and night. And so I told her that she needed to get rid of those animals out there because it had split the family. It had uh, brought uh, 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 all kinds of spiritual things over the house, and she did. And the family came together. I have many stories of that case, many stories uh, of that caliber. As I travel and minister to people, I, I can't go into all of them because uh, there's just so many. But uh, uh, some of them is unbelievable. You can't believe it. But God did something in that house because they paid attention to what was in, uh, 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 in, in, in inside of the house. Okay? Inside of the house. For instance, a man from Atlanta... Had a, did have a, a job unemployed for many years. He's part of our Bible study. And he brought in the stuff that I told him to bring. And he was right on it all over the house. And he's got a beautiful job. So what I'm saying is, in terms of ministry, when God is having a, you're having a dream of something, okay, that dream then has information in it like, like uh, DNA, the core, the basic, the, the, the root, the area. And as you look at a dream, knowing what you're looking at, you'll be able to know what's, what it is. Okay? For instance, yesterday I asked uh, Raymond to go and, uh, and, uh, and repair uh, Betty's car that broke down and wouldn't crank it. And so Raymond is uh, over there looking at the car. 
and uh, he had an idea. He picked up the valet key and sprayed sprayed uh, W40 on the engine on the on the ignition hole, and then he put the key and it started. Okay, now what really happened is that in his mind, Raymond saw the key hole. He saw the ignition. He saw certain areas, and by previous knowledge of what he saw, he was able to deduct a method of action. When you go cook something, you first do this and put on a pot here, do this and that there, do this and that there, and then you add a little bit, and you take, you add a little more, and then you take, and then you get a little more, and you take, then you stir, then you take it off, and, and you have a procedure on how to cook that. So dreams are just like that. You hear the dream, and there's a procedure that you have to follow as you interpret that dream in front of you. And I'm giving you information on how to uh, proceed as you come against a dream. Are you hearing me now? Do I hear amen? amen. Well, t- so tell me what I'm saying. Tell me what I'm saying, John. So... In my experience in talking with people about dreams and things like that, there's no, uh, seldom times do people feel like they have any basis for being able to understand a dream. It's just just this thing that's out there and it's Mm -hmm. just floating around and there's no, as if there's no direction on how to understand what's actually happening in a dream. But what I hear you saying is that there's a no this is a God-ordained, and if you spend time in the Word and in prayer, then, then God can open the door to understand these dreams. It's not just this, some weird thing that just happens. And we, this is, If God's going to speak through a dream, then it's for a purpose. Okay. That's what I'm getting right now. Yes. In other words, as someone that ministered to others, the understanding, and of course I'll give you enough information on how to detract and separate that which is rubbish. I'm giving you biblical foundation on how to be able to hear what God is saying to someone. According to Numbers 12.6, God speaks in visions and dreams. And so, colors, for instance. How about Ezekiel 1.4? And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it, and out of the midst thereof as the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Yes. Mm -hmm. How about about, uh, Revelation 6, 5 and 6? And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he who sat on him... Black horse represents sin and death. And he who sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. A lady lady shared with me, Rick, I'm having problems in sleeping. I can't sleep. And I'm just constant being bothered by a dark presence. It looks like someone with a veil over my bed. And he comes in like every night at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in, in, the, in my dreams. And I can see that person 
there in my room every night. And I've been to a psychiatrist. I've talked to uh, uh, people to minister to me. And I've been asking God to help me to understand that. Notice that the, the person that comes in comes in the dark. Okay. Now, I'll tell you another story. My father was a pastor in Brazil, a Methodist pastor in Brazil. And he was the pastor in charge of the leprosary. It's a leprosary. It's a place for the leper. And by the way, uh, 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 there's leper that is contagious. But there's leper that is not contagious. And I could be wrong with that. But this, nobody there was contagious, okay? You can't get leprosy from somebody else. What they touch, you touch, and you get leprosy. And leprosy takes your fingers down, okay? It, you lose your eyes. You lose your arms. I mean, serious case, this man, for instance, that was there, didn't have arms and no legs and no tongue and no eyes, okay? He was a piece of flesh on that hammock. And they used a, a, a lamb wool's skin, a lamb, to, to, for him to lay on it because his, his body hurt all the time. And then he had a, a call from, uh, from, uh, from the leprosary, and he went in to pray for this man. The man was yelling and crying. Ah, ah. And so daddy said that he went in, and, and, and as he walked in, he, 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 he looked on the hall, and there was a light coming in. So daddy got behind the door, opened, got behind the door. The light passed through him, went directly to that man's bed, stayed a while, and then came out and left. And, of course, daddy, as soon as the, the light left, daddy ran to the man, and uh, he, he was dead. God answered his prayer. An angel of light came in and took him from his misery of so many years. You understand? Uh, it's a vision. Daddy, my daddy saw an actual vision. He wasn't a dreaming. He saw a vision. So, and there are so many cases of colors. and, For instance, crimson, scarlet, and, 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 and uh, in Isaiah 118, blood atonement, purple kingship, John... 19.2, a red, bloodshed, war, Revelation 6.4, white, purity, Revelation 6.2. I'm just giving you ideas that color means something. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we begin to continue to minister in this area, give us eyes to see that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.